Today, I want to talk about three ways, three ways that grief has changed me. Maybe they've changed you in this way as well. Let's get into it. Welcome to the Grief Bully Podcast. I am your host, Jay Nicole. Thank you for joining our weekly discussion around grief, mental health, and your overall personal wellness. The Grief Bully Podcast will serve as a vehicle to help you navigate life's journey. Be sure to subscribe, review, and share the podcast with anyone in your life that you think it will help. Let's bully grief together. What's up? What's up? What's up, beautiful people? Welcome back to another episode of the Grief Bully Podcast. I am your host, Jay Nicole. Today is Monday, May the 31st. We are back in the studio, rocking and rolling, episode 94. Guys, we are creeping up on 100. I'm excited. I'm thrilled about it. We're going to get into this episode. As I mentioned, I wanted to talk about three ways, three ways that grief has changed me. So when we go through this experience of life, and again, I've talked about before that I don't believe we arrive at this place of healing that erases or eliminates the grief, right? But I was sitting, pondering, reflecting on my journey thus far, as some of you may know, because you may have listened to my last episode, or you've been following me for a few years on social media. And you know that, excuse me, one of my good friends actually passed away. And May the 25th made eight years. And so I'm sitting and I'm thinking like, wow, that's been so long. And how have I changed? How have I evolved? What what lessons have I learned from my grief? Because, that, because that's the thing. I think we might overlook the fact that we have so much to gain while we are losing so much. And I feel like personally, I know I talk a lot about the, the dark side of grief and how detrimental these things can be and the experience itself can be. But what I realized in looking at some of the ways that grief has actually changed me, it hasn't all been bad. It really hasn't all been bad, and I, and I, and I want to start here with this first one, and that is I don't really love to make plans, so I'm not really a planner, and it has nothing to do with lack of organization or structure to my life, but it has to do with the fact that I've had to learn to be open to the fact that the unexpected could happen at any time. And so you can maybe think, well, duh, that's the case for life in general. But for me, it's like my mind automatically goes to worst case scenario before best case. And it's like, okay, one part of that can be viewed as, well, that seems pessimistic that you're going to think negatively before positive. But actually, it has allowed me to adjust and adapt to the unpredictabilities of life better. It, it keeps me excuse me, like more, I guess we could say on my feet, on my toes, on my toes when it comes to life. And so before I had so many great visions and plans and ideas for my life and who I would be and who would actually be a part of it, who would see the dreams unfolding with me, who would be able to reap the benefit of my hustle, of my grind and my persistence. And that has changed. And so early on in my grief, I realized like, wow, a lot of this is really out of my control. I think when my friend died, because she was so young, she was only 25. For me, it that one more than my grandmother and my dad put that into play for me. 
because she had dreams. She had goals. She had ideas and things, and I'm sure she wanted to accomplish it. And I'm not even talking about big stuff. I'm talking about something as simple as waking up tomorrow. So her plan was to see May 26, 2013, and that didn't happen. So you might perceive it as, well, that's a little morbid. You're a little jaded, Jay Nicole. But for me, it's like, listen, when things change, I'm just a figure it out, solution driven person based on my trauma. So it's like, well, I'm not going to sulk in that and sit in that because I already knew that there was a possibility that that wasn't going to work out. Does that mean that I don't have positive thoughts or that I don't have dreams and goals? I do, but I, I really embrace the flexibility needed to move through life. And so that was one of the points that I'm like, listen, I want to share. And it's so funny because my grandmother used to always say, don't make plans. And I'm like, grandma, honestly, how can we go through life not making plans? And then now as an adult and someone who's been through the ringer, if you will, with this grief and, and the losses that I've experienced, I'm like, okay, I get it. Don't, this is the other part of it. Don't make, what I think she might've been saying is do not make plans so concrete that you're not open to the fact and the reality that God's plan for your life is bigger than yours anyway. So be hopeful, but also be flexible. If I can leave that gem with you, that's what it is right there. And so that might resonate with some of you. You might feel like, oh, wow, maybe that's why I don't really like to commit to certain things. Now, I'm not telling y'all to be out here cheating on people and saying, listen, I my so-and-so died. I can't really commit to you and, and making excuses for that. But it, it might, you might say, well, that does make sense why I, I just don't really like to, to set things in stone because I know that it could change and my life was uprooted and disrupted and all of that good stuff. So, hey, I just wanted to drop that nugget for you. This one, actually, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with my th number three before the second one, because I think the next one that I wanted to cover is the bigger one for me and the one that I'm really trying to to lean into and embrace in a different way. So let's go with this. Another way that my grief has changed me is that it has given me a match. So what does that mean, Jay Nicole? It has given me a match to continue to light the fire of my life. And so some might refer to that as purpose. And I think that purpose is debatable depending on how you perceive it and what purpose means to you. But for me, grief just a simple word grief, when I hear it, I feel my life. So the intersection of those have become intertwined. I mean, excuse me, they have actually become intertwined and, and, and synonymous to one another. It's like grief, my life. And so although I may not be in a crisis stage of grief, I am so immersed in the community and in the desire to see better in this area for people that even when I don't feel like it, going or recording or editing or posting or talking or whatever it is, grief has given me that match. So it always comes back to it. It always gives me that extra bump that I need in those moments when I don't feel like it because I because of you. Because of you and because of the grief that you're dealing with and because of the kids and young people who don't even know what grief is. And if I continue to use my voice and move through this and keep pushing, that it might be better for them, easier for them to cope and deal with. So it has given me a match. It was like, what has it really done for me in a positive way? And that was like the first thing that came to mind. And so I guess I can say grief keeps me lit. Okay, maybe you're laughing, maybe you're not. But 
I do think that grief keeps me lit. It gives me that that burning desire, that fire underneath the me to just dig and, and to realize and really embrace the fact that it's bigger than me. And so I don't think necessarily that I went through all my pain for that, but that is a positive outcome from it and a way that grief has changed me. So it has allowed me to be more resilient, to dig deeper and to have more tenacity when it comes to life. Because quite frankly, sometimes guys, I don't feel like it. And that's just a that's just a real thing. I'll give you a prime example. Today, I'm chilling. I got sweatpants on, Reebok slides that just came in. I got my Hey Arnold socks on that I absolutely love. I think I actually got them from somewhere really inexpensive. But I love that show back in the day. I have the socks. I'm chilling. T-shirt, feeling good. Felt relaxed. I'm like, ah, drive my car, go to the studio. And I'm like, I'm going. I'm going. It's the match. It's the match keeps me going. I don't know too many more things that can keep me motivated like that. So I do thank grief for that. Did I just thank grief? Okay, that's another topic for another day. But anyway, let's keep going. So this last one that I want to get into is the one that I think we all say it's it's easy to utter. It's easy to make a post about. It's just easy to say, but harder to live. And that is my value of time. So I, through grief, have gained a more deep respect for time. Time has become even more precious for me than ever. So once you start losing people, losing things, so again, because your grief could be your job, your career, what have you. But for me, when I started to lose loved ones and, and people, it started to set in early on as more of a panic, like, oh my goodness, like things are so unpredictable. Time is so short. Life's so short. Keep speeding through it like it's no tomorrow. Here today, going tomorrow. I can go on and on and on with all of these sayings and, and so forth and so on. But when you really feel that, that things were like this and now they're not, and then time is up, there's an expiration date. So I've, I've been trying to really embrace that more as of late. I have talked about this before. Through my grief, this might not be a positive that have happened was I started being apprehensive and weary about flying on planes. And so what does that do? It limits my ability to enjoy my time on this earth while I'm here because I'm only able to travel where I can go on trains, buses, car, bike and so forth. I actually my brother is currently in Dubai and it's like, wow, that is so amazing. It's so beautiful. But I'm like. I don't think I can get there, but I'm going to get there and I'm looking up plane tickets and I'm doing my thing because I'm like, listen, this is not a game. This is not just a saying. It's not an Instagram post, it's not a tweet. It's a real thing that time is our most precious, most expensive currency. It, it's the value for me. Time is, is my is my currency. Time is more important to me than money. It's and, and this is this could be arguable, arguable here, debatable that time to me is maybe more important than love. And, and the reason why I say that is because I feel that if I don't have the time, if I'm not here, if I don't prioritize, I can't really embrace the love or extend it to people. So that's just really how I feel about it. And, and it's just coming to me right now. It's like, I love so many people, but if I'm not valuing the time, I just spent my entire weekend with my nephews, three out of seven, and my entire weekend, nothing creative, didn't post anything really, 
wasn't doing too much, wasn't really on my phone, wasn't really hitting people back. And it was amazing just spending time. And that's what they cared about was the laughing and joking. Hell, I'm out here buying Panera bread and all this other stuff. And when I said, do you guys want to get peanut butter and jelly? They're like, yeah. And they wanted the peanut butter and jelly. And one of them didn't even want the peanut butter. He just wanted the jelly on the bread. But it's, it's, it's silly, it sounds, but it was so amazing to me. And I was happy that I was like, I wasn't like, nah, I can't spend the whole weekend with them. I'll tell their parents that they can come over Friday to Saturday, but I need my Saturday and my Sunday to do this, 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 this. All of these things that really in the grand scheme of it all aren't that important. And so time for me and my value on that, I'm still evolving in that area. I still have work to do in it, but it's at the forefront of my mind that I've got to utilize and maximize my time with things that mean the most to me, that when time is up, all we're going to wish that we had was more of it. And that was a a quote that I went into this, this week on social media was that, but in the end, time was all I wish I had more of. I didn't wish I had more money. I didn't wish I had more likes and followers on social media. It, it just really wasn't about that. When my loved ones, when I'm when I'm seeing flatline, when you're hearing all of that go down, having those conversations with doctors and nurses about this and this and that, you're just wanting what? More time. You either want time to slow down so you can figure this out. You want time to come back so you can fix some of the things you didn't have a chance to fix. Like it can go on and on and on. But time And my perception of it is one of the absolute biggest ways and areas that grief has changed me and it's changed me for the better and it's still changing me and it's still shaping me and I'm still leaning in. I'm I'm like, grief, listen, if you're going to be here and you're going to kick my butt, well, what can I learn from you? How can I embrace you? How can I carry you? And then how can I extend that to other people? And that's what I'm trying to do. Listen, that was a mouthful. But I really just wanted to touch on those three things. And so hopefully somebody out there is going to be better for listening to this. You might sit back and say, hmm, how has grief changed me? I challenge you and feel free to DM me and hit me up. I would love to hear your answers on this. Tell me one, two, even three ways that grief has actually changed you. It could be for the better or the worse. I try to lean more on to the positive because that's just who I am. I'm the grief plus the grow kind of gal. So I don't like to sit there. I don't put periods. I like to always have that comma that there's possibility and stay open. And so maybe this can help reshape you and look at you and say, hey, how did I change? How can I change? And how do I need to change? And what are some areas that I'm just not going to change, right? Because there are some parts of me that I'm just too stubborn guys to work on. But that's another day, another conversation. Thank you again for tuning in. If you're watching on YouTube, please hit that subscribe button. Drop me a comment. Let me know what you're thinking. If you're listening to the audio version, go leave me a review over on Apple Podcasts. I would love to hear from you there. Like I already told you, feel free to hit me up, DM me at any time. Guys, you already know where I hang out the most over on Instagram. Definitely make sure that you follow me there at I underscore AM underscore J Nicole. Guys, till next time, you already know. Love and light. Peace. Peace.